Well, hi to ho, everybody. How are you on this hump day? I don't know if it's the Nashville kicking in my pseudo sad little Southern accent that I just made up on the spot, but like that sad little display, it's like a Madonna British accent that no one ever asked for. We're going to do a little something different tonight at Cancel Me Baby. I don't know if you guys know, if you are watching, okay? We got a little something different going on. It's like a candlelit romantic dinner for two, me and you, baby. Because normally you guys know when I do my episodes, I'm so meticulous. I have like a Torah scroll of notes. I'm like, let me just get my syllabus out for point A, B, C in that order, right, psycho? Uh, but I felt like I miss you guys. We need a little like housekeeping, a little catching up to do what have you, you know, because like the banana coming out of these strippers, pussies in Amsterdam, I just need your attention. Like they need Lizzo's backup dancers attention. I mean, what can I say? So yeah, I just wanted to do a little kind of sporadic check in, do a little reflection on some of the big interviews I had here on the show lately. And like I said, it's getting romantic. You know, my nipples are ready. Like I said, it's a little bit of like a sunset cruise, if you will, but not on Ocean Gate. Do not get it twisted. Do not get it confused. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to check in with you guys. So also the reason I've been a little bit MIA, okay, you guys know, you know me by now. Okay. You know that your girl here, I do not like getting vulnerable. Like I am sweating. I'm feeling a type of way. My two brain cells have left my body. Uh, but another reason that I've been kind of MIA is because I have embarked on this whole inside spiritual journey that is parallel. You guys know how significant operation sex goddess body and that entire body mind soul energy transformation was for me this is that big sister like the cinderella stepsisters who aren't evil having a good time and playing ring around the rosy with her and not being little petty bitches that is the one i have been embarking on so Speaking of sex goddess body, by the way, speaking of housekeeping, I am finally getting started on a really great, uh, it's going to be a really digestible fun in my voice and my style, uh, downloadable kind of like mini ebook PDF for you guys of like a 10 step, something like that, 15 step guide for operation sex goddess body. Um, but I was thinking maybe when the time comes, I will divulge a little bit about this spiritual journey I've been on. It has been, let's just say this, it has been the Michael Singer vibe. It has been the Michael Singer moment moments. If you know, you know, so it's, it's been so fulfilling and so awesome. And that's why I'm also looking back at this all like a Zen little biatch. And I'm like, you guys are all crazy. Everyone is snatching each other's wigs. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It's quarter of eight on a Wednesday and I have a Celsius. It's not even sponsored by this shit. Michael Singer and I didn't ask for this. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so that's exciting. That's a little bit about what's going on um, here. And I also want to kick off this episode because again, sometimes I don't get into the personal day-to-day -day of like what's going on over here, you know, as awesome as it is in, in Taylor world and Cancel Me Baby world. Um, but I'm going to kick it off with a really interesting real life conversation that I had, but I just want to quickly address, like I said, some big takeaways from the big interviews that I just recently had. Cause like I said, I know there's a lot going on the Lizzo and all the fruits and all the lawsuits. There's the snow white of it all. Like the dwarves understandably are pissed. Okay. They're short, they're pissed. 
and short-tempered as they should be, you know, in more ways than one. And what else is going on? Oh, we have the Republican uh, candidate debate tonight. That should be a shit show. Can't wait for that. You know, the hurricane taking out LA and everybody's probably just like being swept away with their mimosas, like not caring. They're like, as long as I get my Botox appointment in, I will be fine. Please don't bother me. <laughs> but so, yeah, so it was really so cool having... Matt Taibbi, the leading journalist of the Twitter files on the show, and Robert Malone, a world-renowned scientist, one of the architects of mRNA technology. And when he spoke his opinion and had a voice during the pandemic, was basically eradicated and canceled from society. He like broke the internet with Joe Rogan harder than Kim K's ass, both of her ass cheeks. And we're going to get into the comments too. That is a big shebang of this party. That is the fire fest, okay, which for some reason is coming back. I don't know why. I don't know how. <laughs> like, leave it to 2023 for this psychopathic man, Billy McFarlane, whatever his name is. And he's like, so when I was in solitary confinement, I really had an epiphany about Firefest. It's like, bro, just let it go. Just let it go into the abyss, like Pocahontas and the colors of the wind. Just let it go in the breeze and let's all move on with our day, okay? But yes, in the end, I'm going to address some of the, the comments on, especially on the Malone interview, because there are a lot and people have a lot to say about everything, um, hence all the wig snatching. But I will say this, right? with both of these entities and forces and voices and, and people and seeing all of the comments and seeing all the responses, it's just so obvious to me that people are so tired of all of the bullshit, of all of the agenda pushing. And unfortunately, all of this has become so buzzy now that as soon as you hear a word like agenda or conspiracy, it, you're immediately like a KKK white supremacist leader. Like, do I, a white female Jew, look like I roll with this crowd? Show of hands. I will wait. I will patiently wait, okay? Like, Rose didn't wait for Jack on the door. Okay, whatever. A bitch has to do what she has to do. No regrets. But I think people are just fed up with it, you know, on both sides. And what I see the commonality with all this, whether it be with Matt Taibbi and why the iconic platforms like Playboy and Rolling Stone are no longer cutting edge and sexy and provocative and pushing boundaries. It's like, may as well be little Bo Peep. Like we don't care. And they'll do anything that they can to push like politically correct agendas to undercut anybody who isn't in that narrative. And it's just lame sauce. Like we're not here for it. And your numbers prove it, sweetheart. Like soon you will be on welfare. We're going to get to the Oliver Anthony of it all uh, too. Right. So people just want what's real. And same thing with the Malones. Like you can think that they're a little nutty. You can think they're a little off the rocker. You can hear them and be like, what are they even saying right now? You can't deny their knowledge, their genius, their authority figure, again, their accomplishments. And like I said, even I was sitting there in the interview and I'm thinking like, some of this is a little far out for me, but I am along with you on this journey, right? But it's like, we're so hungry. People are so fed up with being told what to think, what to do. The dwarves can't even be dwarves anymore. They have to be seven other DEI inclusive, whatever, blah, 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 bullshit. And everybody is so fed up with it. We all just want to be heard and we all just want what's true. But people, this is where my in-person experience gets into this because let's not forget to that everybody's truth is different and that's okay. Now, when we're getting into the pettiness of the lawsuit with Lizzo 
and her backup dancers. Okay. That's a different kind of truth that I have a whole other thing. And we may get into that more tomorrow. Cause I'm planning on shooting like a full blown reel up tomorrow. Like I said, this is just a little like braid each other's hair ring around the rosy ketchup, but everybody just wants truth. They just want what's real because we've been force fed shit for so long. Now we're exhausted. And part of that, no one likes to hear this. And this is exactly what I had to do over the weekend because I preach a lot about freedom of thought and expression and idea. And I truly do live by that in my day-to-day life, right? Even if someone's ideology and way of living is the bane of my existence, if I think it's despicable and it's gross, but basically is what I experienced this weekend, I still can sit back and respect that, respect or not, but acknowledge, okay, that's your view. I'm over here. And further, I think it's really fascinating to hear why people think what they think. And like, we, we have literally lost this. Like we have lost this in the abyss, really like Jack Sparrow and his compass, like Amber Heard and her dignity and her shit in the bed. We've lost this ability to, to, to do this. So what happened was I went to a cool speakeasy in Nashville the other night. And like I said, I'm on my Michael Singer journey. My head's in the clouds. I'm learning how to separate thoughts from consciousness. You know what I mean? Like we're doing, we're doing the deep work. And so I sit down, I'm not expecting to get into this hardcore conversation, but lo and behold, my two remaining brain cells are summoned from the deep chambers of my being to partake in this conversation. So I'm sitting down with a friend of mine and two guys across from me. Now I'm not going to get too in the weeds of everything, but you guys know my entire motto and mission in this life, right? Is, is to empower people to be all things in their power. Even if it's against what people say is okay, what society arbitrarily decided is okay, right? So for men and women to be whatever it is, physically hot and gorgeous and in that power and intellectuals and successful and all this, right? But it's like, we're put in these boxes constantly, even like politically, right? And to break all of that and to just be in our full power. So, and especially you guys know with women, like my whole motto, brains and tits, Barbie and brains, let's just say that. So I'm sitting down with these guys and one is, I take it like a Southern guy. And the other guy is a young Muslim guy and his religion is Islam. So we get into this whole conversation about men and women. And the guy, the non-Islamic guy says to me, don't take this the wrong way. And I was wearing just like a little black dress, right? Like your classic LBD. And he says to me, don't take this the wrong way, but I would never date somebody like you. So immediately I'm like, "Mm, I'm listening. I'm like propped up. I throw my old fashioned. I'm like, "Uh, you have me intrigued. Come again. What now? Basically we get into this whole thing because he is going on this whole tirade about women who need to quote market themselves, need validation and attention seeking and are insecure and all of this right? And my head, I am reeling. Like I am literally like, I'm reeling inside. And the other guys like jumping on the bandwagon, da, 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 da. As if women, you know, who dress a certain way, don't respect themselves and all this. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there. Okay. My old fashioned melting, like it's in the Sahara, a perfectly good old fashioned. And I'm sitting there like, these guys are literally 
like attacking my life's mission and everything I'm about, like my life's motto and mission statement in five seconds. And so it's two different things. That's not to say that there aren't any insecure women out there and may dress a certain way to get attention, but to lump all women who dress to highlight their bodies and show like five centimeters of skin and don't dress modestly are basically not to be respected and yada yada. Like my head literally went into another dimension. Now I get into a, a debate with them. Certain points it was a little heated and I'll have you know too, I always say my show is like my alter ego because in real life, I'm so not confrontational. Like I think we hear the noise all the time. Like uh, like the pundits and this and that and the barking like you know little chihuahuas and it just exhausts me so when people in real life at the bar or whatever are going on in their thing I'm like I'm daydreaming like my, I'm in seventh heaven I'm like I don't even bro I don't even know like you go on on your thing right so my show is my way to communicate to all of you guys like what I'm observing and all that but anyway, so like, I'm not one to be like, take my earrings, like, except for in this instance, because again, I was like, they're personally attacking my life's work. So now the Islamic guy, he and I get into a whole thing about when about women and individualism and freedom and expression. And he talks about how uh, growing up in Nigeria, the women are covered head to toe, you only see their eyes and how that to like it was so crazy to me how they spun everything and flipped everything right but again in my head I'm like okay I respect that's how he feels about that again I could think it's despicable I could absolutely hold the deepest disdain but I'm interested to see why so he talks about how that is the actual ultimate freedom because we aren't judging women in that society based on physicality or how they look but they're allowed to be their ultimate true selves because they're not being judged on how they look and that's freedom meanwhile I'm like interesting so let me get this straight again like the two remaining brain cells doing the Macarena trying to figure this out and I'm like okay so right again keep in mind this is like one of the most oppressive religions against women in the world so just have that have that in the back of your head but this is like a young cool guy and he's not a dick like we're having a nice conversation so I'm thinking to myself, okay, so women only being allowed to basically show their eyes being covered head to toe in black, that isn't the antithesis of freedom, of your presentation to the world, of individualism. Like, what? Not to mention, I'm reading all of these stories right now about Afghanistan because it's the two-year anniversary since the Taliban took over. And it is gut-wrenching. These women are talking about how basically they're dying by suicide they're in their homes they can't they used to they talk about this you know riding their bikes to school and going to work none of that anymore so basically they're confined to actual prisons of their homes like it's it actually really like for for us ladies here in the U.S. it really puts things in perspective of our freedoms right so a little sidebar tangent on that but yeah we get into this whole debate and then we get into a debate about female sexuality and power and I say we all know that a woman's sexuality is unmatched no man on the planet and they know this no man on the planet could possibly this Dylan Mulvaney's aside okay this is neither here nor there we're not going there today um 
could ever amount to that. You're you're in a bar, right? And a beauty, even me, I said, I'm a straight woman and I see a beautiful woman. It's like, you go gaga. There's just that power and that magnetism in that visual that just captivates. It's just timeless. You look at art, you look at paintings, film, what have you, right? And they acknowledge this, but they basically twist it and say that it's actually oppression because women feel like they have to constantly meet that standard and that, you know, even as they're older, you know, he argues that if, if they're insecure about wrinkles or don't look a certain way or this or that, like, basically this is a solution to that problem. Like having women head to toe, having women not be promiscuous, having women not be expressing themselves or in their power sexual or all this. Right. And then as if it wasn't already, shit was starting to get really personal because I brought up my body, mind, transformation, mission, operation, sex goddess body, and how hard I'd worked and how it completely changed my power from the inside out. And the Islamic guy said to me, that's actually oppression because you feel like you have to fit some sort of body standard. And I told him how I was really disciplined and I did it in such a short amount of time, shorter than experts said. And again, like how everything is twisted, but how it's unfortunately and sadly seen by people right and again like people's viewpoints and their truth whether we like it or not is what it is and we need to see it i would rather see it and be out in the open than these fuckers being in a bunker in the shadows doing god knows what and planning to eradicate us all and i said to him no it's about power achievement goals self-growth like any of this ringing a bell it's only again my mission to like have women hop on this and empower them in in many ways as they can as I can and what's so interesting is my friend to the right of me who's like really good guy really accomplished guy you know knows a lot of movers and shakers here he's like taking notes on everything and texts me the next day all about sex god body like how to be on it how to start his journey he's like I'm tired of feeling a little you know extra doughy flappy whatever I have and he even chimed in and said you know it's mental it's a body mental discipline and reward. And I said, exactly. Like, that's exactly what it is. So it's funny how, you know, subliminal messages or lack thereof really um, sink in. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So stand your ground. So obviously, as you can see my head, and again, I'm giving you the cliff notes. This was like an hour and a half debate, but I'm, yeah, you could see my head was, was just like spinning and, and absolutely reeling. And as far as the other guy who was like, I would never date someone like you, I am pulling a Dr. Ruth, Dr. Phil, Jerry Springer resurrected, pulling all this shit. I'm like, are you insecure? Are you threatened? Like, why would a beautiful woman on your arm, if anything, again, because that's power. And again, when she's smart on top of it and has her wits about her and is a badass, successful, accomplished bitch, wouldn't you be like, everybody PSA, she's mine, eat your heart out, right? Like that confidence. So I say to him, you know, are you insecure? Are you threatened? Like, what about that is so threatening to you? So I don't really know if I got a straight answer about that. And and I, don't, I will, and I said, I respect if that's not your taste, that's not your taste. That's fine. We all got our flavors. We all got our thing. So I respect that. I said, if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. But basically I ended it with, you cannot look at a woman and assume that she is insecure. Like the whole, both of them, their whole argument basically was predicated on the idea that women are insecure, need to be, you know, 
protected basically from reality, need a, a validation and need attention and are empty and, you know, don't have self-respect if they do all this and all that. So on the show, especially as of late with all the Andrew Tate stuff, I've really been dissecting like, what is misogyny? What isn't misogyny, right? Because it's thrown around so much. And I feel like this is tried and true, like whether how discreet or blatant, like this is true misogyny, like boxing women in, taking, stripping them of their power and telling them how to be. Like, are we telling men how to dress? Not to sound like a... Uh, a chest thumping like <laughs> head shaved bra burning feminist but are we telling men how to dress to be respected and act a certain way like I'm asking for a friend on the whole I just left them with you cannot look at uh, uh you know when I told them about I tooted my own goddamn hormone tooted the Taylor train all around town I was like okay so you judge me based on what I look like I said I didn't give a fuck I was like I'm the only woman in, in the history of Playboy magazine, who both posed and was featured in the front playbill as a writer, as a contributing writer, okay, to prove this very thing. I said, you tell me what shows have thought leaders like the Malones, like Matt Taibbi, Joe Rogan, Fox News, and me. So next time you see a woman dressed a certain way, I would think twice about judging her. She could be a neurosurgeon. She could be a rocket scientist, engineer. You don't know, lawyer, you don't know. So that's basically how I left them. Don't even get me down the path because we had a whole thing about, you know, in Islam and the men having three, four wives. And I was like, so can the women have three, four husbands? Like, what's the sitch? What's the tea on that? And even too, with the idea of marketing themselves, I kind of was like, okay, but let's, to the idea of marketing, first of all, we can dress how we feel the most powerful and that appeals to other people. I said, look around this bar. I don't see anyone in hefty bags. I don't see anyone in burlap sacks. And I was like, you fuckers included. Cause guess what? Men do the same goddamn thing. Okay. Men, I said to them, I was like, you have your hair little combed. You have your little shirts. You're not looking like trash in your sweatpants. Cause you want to impress women too. Guess what? If women like the tidy whitey look, a nut hugger speedo look, they would be flooding the beaches okay like you never saw before like the hurricane is is or is not taking out Californians who literally couldn't be more concerned and couldn't care more they are too concerned with their kale juice okay so let's not lie that both sexes do the same thing so all in all I want to leave you with this because again I was like my whole life is being attacked but you can find common ground I will say the one thing that we agreed on is how looney tunes are actually quite literally our culture has gone when it comes to plastic surgery and over the top I said to him it's excessiveness it's an illness at this point right the occasional thing here and there I'm cool with that and even like I've said this before but like someone else's views of of what is their ver version of like optimal or perfect like that's your thing that's cool I have mine over here that's the other thing he's like well where did you get yours from where were you informed by it I'm like Pam Anderson next question like I don't fucking care no shame no but like every sexual goddess in this universe and existence like need I say more I did agree that when it comes to tweaking and changing and especially the way that it's affecting young girls like why does this truly even exist it's too much so there you go like we can agree on something kumbaya I really did, I was asking questions like, why do you think this? How did you experience this? How do you feel about this? And I wasn't petty or defensive or anything like that or irritable. It was more that I, I wanted to have, I wanted to, I wanted to see their view. I wanted to see why they thought how they thought. 
And we left it very civil, very cordial. We all like shook hands. We're like, this was a great debate. I said, it was like, it keeps me on my toes. And that's how we left it. And that's fine. And I tell you this whole story because um, this is like what we have lost. And it was so refreshing. And even if I hated what I was hearing, even if half the time I was like, what are you even saying right now? Like, what are my ears processing? I think that that's really important to, to, to hold on to that, you know? And I forgot, I, I left this out too, but when we were talking about how nothing, like there's no power, like a, a woman in all of her, like beauty and sexual power they all agreed with that they were like yep no let's not lie like there is nothing it's like right exactly check me bitch so going off of this really quickly and as we wrap again now that you're in on this little combo is the oliver anthony craziness this this guy like with his red beard his dog his forest his guitar that has gone viral and people are losing their minds and i'll just say this right because he he, if you guys don't know, he put up Richmond North of Richmond, all about, you know, controlling elites in Washington and how we're all suffering. We are working like animals and can barely get by. And, you know, he talks about the whole thing. He's like, I didn't even want attention. I didn't know. And how he really had his own, you know, mental health struggles and issues and alcohol abuse and all this. And he talks about, again, like working so hard to get by and like, you know, what are we even doing? Like we're attacking each other. Technology's ruining us. Like people dying by suicide. Like it's a mess. People not knowing where they're going to, how they're going to eat, where they're going to sleep. You know, it is a literal hot mess. And I mean, have you guys seen videos of San Francisco? It, it literally looks like the rapture, like call for a sign. I saw a video Okay, we want to talk about self-respecting men again. Like, are you guys okay? Of a homeless dude out on the street in Beverly Hills jerking off, like eyes assaulted, being assaulted. Like, talk about me too, the epicenter of me too. Like, what did I just see? But overall, it's just a hot mess, right? And this really captures that. And I think his integrity, this guy is so, you know, sincere and authentic because he was he went first of all he's gone straight to number one on apple on billboard he's the only person in history who's never been on the billboard charts because again it's like his him and his guitar chilling uh who reached number one he beat out you know olivia rodrigo taylor swift luke combs morgan wallen so he's presented with all of these million dollar deals and he shuts them all down he's like whack-a-mole bitch not the point not the point was just trying to get my message through so I think that's really noble, especially the mental health thing, because he, you know, captures what so many of us are feeling. And, you know, I've said it a lot, especially in my episodes about technology, how I feel like on the whole, it's destroyed us. People feel so withdrawn and lost and there's so much noise and it's just really sad. Like there's no humanity. And the craziest part to me is again, like Matt Taibbi, like the Malones, how hard you know, left-leaning media is going to discredit this guy who didn't want fame, didn't want anything, like wrote a song probably on a piece of toilet paper and sung it and it went viral. Maybe you guys should look at why. Maybe because this is the actual truth. It's like mostly peaceful protest, guys. Like what kind of Aladdin palace, a whole new world universe are you people living in? Like this is the actual real world. And the fact that they are going so hard to discredit him as a right wing this. And he said, he's like a middle of the road, you know, one, because he mentions elites with 
um, Epstein's Island, like pedophilia in the song, he references it. So they're like, oh, he's pushing conspiracy. Oh, he's enforcing people on welfare and their stereotypes because he makes a joke about obese people like taking our tax dollars, the actual nerve. But, um, you know, that to me is so insane. Like you have all literally lost your minds. If you can't find validity and authenticity and what, and, and, and on keep in mind, they're knocking anybody who is saying this, everyone from Joe Rogan to Matt Walsh, anyone who has common sense and wherewithal to be like, yeah, this seems about right. Like mirror, mirror. I don't know if that's going to get canceled. Or that's going to get replaced, but seems about right. And it's so sad to me. I'm like, you have all literally lost your minds. Not to mention, you would think these would be the people who would be giving this guy a billboard because they are all about mental health awareness, mental health this, you know, and I'm not even going to go down this path, but like to the point where it's, it's crazy because I feel like conservative commentators like Candace Owens and Tucker Carlson are literally so detached from reality sometimes that they have literally in recent weeks and months have gone so far as to say that mental health is depression is not real that it's all self-debilitating self-destructive like have you stepped outside and met anyone besides your pinky fingers. Like, what are you, again, what are you even saying, right? So they're on that side. Sometimes I feel like the left goes too far in, you know, no, I don't want to say the left, but you this, this overall mainstream culture of enabling, of debilitating, over-medicating, as we know, all of these kids on antidepressants, this, that, right? So with that being said, given that this is in the same tank of people, a narrative of people who generally coincide with the latter you would think that they'd be like oh good mental health every man struggling right exactly but instead they go so hard to discredit him as some conspiracy theorist and it's like you guys are reaching so hard you are literally tom sawyer in a treehouse reaching reaching like enough and this goes down. It's like, you see, this is why people are tired. This is why the song is number one. Sorry. It's not because we're all QAnon. Like I hate to break it to you. Okay. I've never read a QAnon conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory in my life. And I don't care to. Okay. Um, but like get a grip and get a reality check. So an example of this too, right. We see it all the time is I watched, um, a short little clip of Caitlin Collins, the CNN host who was way in over her head and was the one manning the fort of the Trump or lack thereof of the Trump town hall. So she is quote interviewing Republican uh, candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, who I like him. I think he, he's like a, he is like the epitome of the American dream, right? I believe he came from immigrant parents, but built like multi-million dollar businesses. And, you know, I don't know where he stands on everything, but no one, like I've seen him be interviewed by Bill Maher, Barry Weiss. Like no one can deny he's like smart, charismatic guy, right? But basically this girl is so on her mission and hell bent to make him look stupid. She takes one piece out of this like very laid out, eloquent, intelligent plan of how to deter China from Taiwan. The part that she pulls out is when he says, that every household in Taiwan should be armed with guns, right? So basically she goes at him with this and she's like, but you said, is that really Vivek? Is that really the way? And he's like, Caitlin, you took this out of like a 30 minute 
thesis of, and she, her eyes literally glaze into the back of her head. Like she may as well be an extra in Beetlejuice. She's not listening to a word he's saying. And next, and every single thing, every other thing is just like, but you said, but you said it's the most annoying. And it's just quintessential. Again, all of this, like here's someone else's truth. And it's like quintessential narcissistic self-absorbed millennial. Like, what are you doing? But I think that this captures all of it. Like why people are fed up. People want to be heard. People want their truth heard. And guess what? If we keep suppressing this, if we keep shape-shifting and cherry-picking and making people look stupid, the Looney Tune QAnons are going to have their time in the sun. They are going to have a moment. The hurricane is going to clear up. They're going to be having their pina coladas in Southern California, and y'all are going to get the last laugh because people are going to be so fed up that that is what it's going to come to, like the extremists to have their say. So we all need to be civil. We all, you know, take go ahead let me over my melting down with my head rolling head turning reeling old-fashioned during that conversation be your muse because it actually can be productive and educational and enlightening and I will say this too so my very last thoughts on all of this is getting some of the comments and the feedback from the Dr. Malone interview because he shared it he has like 1 million followers on Twitter um, he has a sub stack. So it's just like rocking in like views, comments. Right. And I will say this about everything. Like this says it all perfectly is that art and thought and views are all so subjective. Right. So like I have feedback and comments on this and it, th to see the range is so fascinating. Cause you have some people who are like, Oh, her voice is so annoying. In which case, like bitch, take a walk, take the banana out of the strippers, pussies, put them in your ears and clean them out because we're having a good time over here and it's your losses. Um, no, but right. They'll be complaining about that stuff. And then on the other end, they'll be like, this is amazing. Like fantastic. Great to meet you, Taylor. Like loved this, love seeing them alone together. Uh, the, you know, Dr. Malone and his wife, Jill, cause we never see them together. And I thought how interesting, like it couldn't be just so different, like people watching the same thing and having two different takeaways, right? So I keep that in mind with all of this. And I will say, if there's one thing that they can't say about Talk To Me Taylor and all the good and all the hate, they can't say that I ain't smart. So put that in your wig and snatch it, okay? I will take it. If they wanna say I have an uh, annoying voice or this or that, that's fine. But you know what, bitches? You can't say that these titties are out and the brain ain't popping with it. So I'll take it. And that is a little uh, bit for catch up of today. I know we went a little longer um, than I wanted to, but I'm glad I'm glad we got to catch up. Uh, hopefully I can do something a little bit longer tomorrow. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I miss you guys. Expect some big changes at Cancel Me Baby. We are talking. We are talking, yeah, yeah, pick up on the clues. We are talking like a transition, if you will. Take that as you will, up to interpretation, choose your own adventure, and I'll see you hopefully tomorrow.